his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back into Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Brian Mazarowski, Joe Beamer, hanging out with you here for the next hour or so. And we got a lot going on. We got a lot. I mean, Joe, I, I've heard some things and seen some things in the last 24 hours that I am. <laughs> it, it's incredulous to me. And we'll get to uh, some of that in just a moment. But you can go to uh, WBEN, uh, at WBEN on Twitter, and see part of what we were talking about uh, just about an hour ago with Tim Thielman of the Campaign for Greater Buffalo. A, uh, I mean, just... I will, I, I mean, there. to his points that he's made, there are structures like this around the world. There are mm-hmm. things that happen. Doesn't stop it from making it just the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life when you just put the picture in front of me. You, you didn't like the tagline, rising above the status quo? Uh, I mean, it's just a, uh, if, if you don't know what we're talking about, a bridge, a pedestrian bridge, picture... Something that, you know, you're in a movie where they're walking through the jungle and then they come to a cliff and you have to cross this rope uh, bridge or something with like three planks across its entire thing to get to the other side or else you fall deep into a canyon. Um, That is what the proposal is for going next to and above the skyway all the way to the grain elevator. Um, that you see, the one with the, all the lights on it at the Outer Harbor. So when the Skyway closes, this would also have to close uh, you would because think it would of be wind. More, more open. Oh. I mean, you know, there's no traffic on the Skyway. You walking across that thing in the wind? I'm not walking across it ever. Oh. Um, just <laughs> not because of any fear of heights. Just I don't, I mean, what? why would I? Um, I've got no reason to. But yeah. we'll, uh, we'll talk much more about that later. Uh, on the other side of things, there are good ideas. Even if I think it, uh, if I find it a little silly on its uh, front, uh, there are some good ideas. Joining us on the line is Joe Salen. You know that name, Salens. Uh, hot dogs, ham, uh, great smoked meats. And what a great day to be talking about hot dogs. Fifty-two degrees. It, it's. Probably hot dog weather. Yeah, oh, for, a lot for of sure. There. I mean, for me, my grill is still uh, a little uh, buried in the snow. Probably not going to dig that out 
today. But uh, luckily for me, I don't have to. Uh, Joe, thanks for being on with us here on WBEN. Salen's new product, pre-grilled hot dogs. Um, am I am I saying it the right way? Uh, explain to me what you've got going on here. Yeah, well, you're spot on, and your example there of nice weather up in western New York, and people still really don't want to get outside, and that's the, the rationale behind coming up with the pre-grilled hot dog product. Called Salen's Grilled for You. This would be, is this going to be very similar to, uh, you know, I go to the store, I see the, uh, the pre-cooked bacon. Uh, is this going to be a product like that? It's similar. Let me, let me give you a little genesis of this. A little, <laughs> we're in Florida right now, and our product is available in public stores in Florida and throughout the southeast. And we would buy a pound, and there's uh, seven hot dogs in there, and we cook them all at once, all seven, even though we may not eat all seven. So the other two you can reheat. Microwave is what we usually do. And I would remark to my wife, and I'd say, well, uh, this product is, is almost as good or just as good as it was coming off the grill. And, you know, with the weather conditions and the long winter that we have and people are uh, – like to grill, but just don't want to go to the hassle of going out into the snow to do it. I thought, well, is it from a, on the uh, retail side, this might be a good product to have to be able to pick up, pop into the microwave or in a uh, slow heat process. Just you know, all you have to really do is warm it up, and there you've got the product that you can that you typically enjoy throughout the nice weather, throughout the year in the winter time and. Uh, surprisingly, the and something that I didn't really consider at the time is the vast food service opportunities that we have with this product in stadiums and arenas and that sort of thing. Because you have to have a in the food service, you have to have a fairly elaborate air handling and fire suppression system if you've got a open fire grill. And with this product, uh, food service outlets can put it on a roller grill. That's what we would recommend right now. Or you could put it on a flat grill and just warm it up and uh, heat the internal temperature up to, you know, around 100, whatever is comfortable for consuming. And it's far less hassle and expense for food service applications as well. Joe, um, what you just said there, I mean, makes it kind of like a, a no-brainer slam dunk, right? If you can get more actually uh, grilled hot dogs in stadiums and other places like that sounds pretty good. And what you described, we actually do a lot in my own home. You know, you grill hot dogs. We always make more than what we're going to eat. And you got a couple extra if you're hungry for lunch the next day. You pop it in the microwave or something like that. You got a grilled hot dog. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It tastes uh, you know, almost exactly the same as if it's coming off the grill. The thing that uh, got me, though, <clears throat> this was, uh, you know, the one thing. So for all those reasons, this makes perfect sense. But I was reading um, in Business First, I'm not sure exactly who it was, was quoted as saying that you found out that some people just don't know how to grill a hot dog. And I couldn't believe it, Joe. Oh, well, believe it. We see it all the time because we even put out many years ago, we even put out a little video on how to properly grill a hot dog. And, you know, sometimes they're way too dark. And other times they look like they've barely passed over the grill. And it, it takes a lot of 
uh, training, and you have to really pay attention. If you go to any of the local uh, hot dog stands, you can see that, you know, you can't walk away. They're on that grill the whole time watching that product being cooked properly because that's their business. So from a consistency standpoint, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I didn't mention that, was that we control. Well, so what we did, I, I took this idea and I said, well, you know, we're a 153-year-old company, but we still need to be upfront. And Salem should be the innovator. And if there was any other processor that came up with this product, I would be very upset. Salem should be the one to have, have come up with this idea. So we took the plunge and spent about $3 million on an expansion in our facility on Howard Street and put a, a grill in there uh, that cooks the already cooked, already processed hot dog that's already been chilled. So it goes through there. It's in there only for maybe 20 seconds. Then we package it and then uh, chill it back down to around 37 degrees. The biggest challenge was chilling the packaged product because that has to be brought down as quickly as that temperature has to be brought down as quickly as possible. It's about 80 degrees internal after it comes out of the grill. So your point is well made. We now have the consistency and uh, of the product, and then we'll uh, run it through our high pressure. Uh, packaging process, which we can put, uh, which kills the bacteria in it, and whatever may exist. So now we can put eight or nine months of shelf life on the product. So this is really a, a, a very attractive product, and we've just rolled it out. It's you know a slow rollout, but as we get into spring and the baseball stadiums open up, and there's there's a lot of interest. Any of those types of venues that serve hot dogs off of a cart or in a relatively small operation, are very interested in the product. And best of all, it's cooked the way we want it cooked, and grilled, I should say. It's grilled the way that we feel it should be grilled consistently so that every every hot dog is reasonably similar to the the one next to it. I mean, how is that, though? Because I, you, uh, if, if you're to say that people don't really know how to grill a hot dog, I would counter that with, like, if there's one thing that people can do in terms of actually making food, grilling a hot dog would be the easiest. Well, yeah, but uh, there may be pressures on the line. Let's say you're working a hot dog line in a restaurant, and there's a line of people there. It's easy to rush it, or or people just don't. Uh, maybe hot dogs are a side item. You know that your your main item is hamburgers or some other product, and you're just the hot dog is just there for someone who may want to ask for it. So it doesn't get the attention that that it. Uh, is from our perspective is required in order to do the uh, the grilling properly and uh, you know one of the biggest examples when you go to a bills game and uh, there'd be you know vast inconsistencies in the in the product there because every stand is operated by a different nonprofit um, organization so it's just that type of situation that uh, we would say, gee, I wish our product was handled a little bit better than than what we've just seen it wherever we happen to see it. And because uh, we, you know, we take a lot of pride. We're 153 years old. It's our it's our name and our reputation on the line. Another another important factor is you got to have a good role too. 
there's you know it's easy to ruin a hot dog if you've got a a, a roll of poor quality. So there's a lot, even though people just think of a hot dog as just a product. It's our livelihood and our business, and uh, you know we're always looking for an innovation. Because with the pressures of business nowadays, uh, you have to stay fresh and give people a reason to consume your product and make it easier to consume your product as well. So that I think this product really covers all the bases in that regard. Joe, you mentioned uh, where it is available down in Florida at Publix. Uh, can you get these uh, grilled for you, hot dogs up here in western New York? Yeah, well, Tops has just started to take them in. Uh, I know they've got some distribution. I'm not real uh, up-to-date. There may be some other places that are contemplating, but I know there's distribution in top stores. Initially, we're running a fairly small package of this product. There's only four hot dogs in each package. Um, it, that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's pretty much a rollout type uh, size. I, I would prefer to have six hot dogs in the package. I doubt very seriously if we're going to have it like a three-pound or a two-and-a-half-pound package, but time will tell. We'll let the market dictate what what package size is uh, and what number of yeah. dogs are available in each package. Yeah, hey, we'll uh, see where it ends up, but, uh, you know, congrats on the idea, and uh, I just... <laughs> I found it funny to read that quote this morning. Hey, Joe, thanks so much for being on with us. Uh, Joe Salen of Salen's, of course. I mean, where else would he be from? Uh, joining us on the line this morning to uh, talk a little bit about uh, pre-cooked hot I, I could not get over that, Joe. I mean, you know, the idea is fine. The idea is great for a, a lot of different reasons. You know, sometimes it, you just want to throw something in the microwave. Today, yep. I, I don't want to dig out the grill uh, food service, obviously. When I saw... Some people don't know how to grill a hot dog. I mean, come on. There's a lot of things that I can't do, as we've illustrated very well on this show. I think hot dog is one thing I can still, I can still grill. Now, I, I, after talking to Joe, I kind of see where he's coming from. He wants it done perfectly. He yes. wants it done the exact way that he he kind of wants it. I, <laughs> I feel like that is one thing you should be expected to do. Like, what should you be expected? To be able to do. If you're in the kit, you, you only know how to do one thing. I would think grilling a hot dog is it. It's got to be the easiest yeah. thing. You should be expected to be able to grill a hot dog, to change the headlights on your car. Uh, not in these new cars. To uh, to know how. I mean, sometimes it's you got to, like, take something out. Yeah. You know, some they're all jammed in on some of the new cars. But, like, an easy thing like that, you should be able to do that. Mm. I, I'm I don't check. I don't check that part. That went off the list. You can't change your headlight. Not in my current car. No. Yeah, you can. Mm. I can. Fill. I've driven the car you have. I know. Well, you have to and show me how to do it. <laughs> you can change the headlight. Yeah. <laughs> I can fill the windshield wiper fluid. Does that count? I mean, I some like tying your shoes, the windshield wiper fluid, <laughs> like that. I feel like that kind of goes without saying. You know, I have to say, with the, with the, going to be in the 50s today, and I think a good hot dog day, talking to Joe Salen, it is a nice uh, a nice shot, completely off the subject, but just for 10 seconds here, to remind people that Salen's Field will still be open this year because minor league baseball, not affected by the lockout. And on a day like today, people are thinking baseball and hot dogs. So just a reminder, Salen Field will be open for business in April. 
I don't know if I'm thinking baseball. And yeah, <laughs> well. like there's like five feet of snow on the ground. I don't know. If Yesterday was supposed to be far. pitchers and catchers, so my, baseball's been on my mind. I know, it, it, as it is every single day. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I read that quote. <clears throat> I thought that that was uh, going to be like the wildest thing that I saw all day long. You know, some people don't know how to grill a hot dog. Like, what? And <laughs> then I saw this, <laughs> which was, uh, this is actually something from December, the beginning of December of last year. The campaign for Greater Buffalo, Tim Thielman. If you missed our conversation with him earlier this morning, uh, you can do that on demand in the podcast tab, WBEN.com. Um, in you know they're making news. Uh, we brought them on to talk about the Great Northern Grain Elevator again. It's still gonna stand there at least for a little while. I mean, you know, well, <laughs> I I think that'll stand there in its current state for a very long time. Over uh, a year, the way things are going. I mean, it's already been what two months. So yeah, you're, wow, <laughs> the, time's flying. You're right. The time is uh, ticking. So. That we brought Tim Tillman on for that, but then this is gaining a little bit of attraction. Uh, yesterday, Channel Seven was doing a a story with this and included this idea from back in December, and it's the first time I saw this uh, photo that they posted on their website, uh, GreaterBuffalo.blogs.com. You can also see it at WBEN on Twitter. Just a quick glance there, <laughs> where they have proposed a new type of pedestrian bridge to connect. The canal side area to the outer harbor. Now, I this photo to describe it, there's basically a large tower right next to the skyway that you'd have to climb up, and then you'd find this bridge that goes over the skyway. It looks like the type of bridge that you'd find in a Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone, like uh, man in the jungle, adventurer, got nothing but a buck knife on me yeah. uh, type of thing that you have to cross very precariously. The entire scene of crossing a bridge takes uh, a whole bunch of time because it's so dangerous to do. That's the bridge that would connect this tower built next to the Skyway with another tower built right next to the grain silo that you can see from Canal Side that's on the Outer Harbor that is currently nothing. Um, And you look at this photo, and it's just... I, Joe, I said this to Tim, and I say it with the utmost respect because I do respect Tim. I respect you know what he does, what he's trying to do for a lot of different things, pr- uh, preserving a lot of Buffalo's history, and I think that's a, a very good goal. But sometimes you just whiff. I take a look at this picture, and I just think it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It's borderline preposterous. To look at this and say, this is going to happen. That this is what we need in Buffalo. A bridge that goes over a bridge. A high bridge that goes over a very high bridge. That's super narrow. That's going to take people from where they currently aren't to where they currently have no reason to be. Right. That's <laughs> that's the thing That's the thing I, I have with it is who, who's been asking for this bridge to connect to the other side? Is anyone standing there looking going... I wish 
we were over there. I, I, I just, Brian, that's a great way to put it. People swing and, and, and miss, and I think that's what this uh, this bridge idea is. I just, I would have no desire to go over it. I, I do think on a windy day, the last place I want to be is in the middle of this bridge. And again, I'm perfectly fine being on canal side. I don't, I don't need to move over to the other side um, of the water. I, I'm good where I am right now. Well, the, you know, this is from back in December. Uh, where they say they're proposing a new type of pedestrian bridge as what they say is the solution to a problem hiding in plain sight. Let me tell you something. If you have a problem hiding in plain sight, I don't think you have a problem. Problems rarely hide in plain sight. No. If you have a problem, you can usually see it (laughs) because somebody will have an issue. But apparently nobody's clamoring for a solution on how do I get from the top not the top, the middle of the Skyway, to the top of this grain elevator at the other side that is not currently used for anything that's close to where the Outer Harbor. In my experience, show people who want to go to the Outer Harbor, go to the Outer Harbor. Yes. They know how to get there. Um, There's different ways. You can ride a bike down Ohio Street. Millions and millions of dollars spent into turning that into something accessible for people on bikes or pedestrians to walk through. You can go on the bike ferry, the boat that goes from one place to the other that um, costs hopefully not that much money. But from what I I can tell, people don't use a a ton. I I don't see like a ton of people utilizing that ferry all the time. Uh, There's plenty of room available is what I'm trying to say, Joe. Yeah. If you really want to get from one side to the other without driving on the car. I am (laughs) I am just perplexed as to how this makes it through the whole cycle to the point where we're releasing images and nobody looks at this image before and goes, you know what? I don't know if people are going to buy this. You would think someone would speak up, right? I mean, this, it looks, as you said, preposterous. And again, it's not a problem I've heard from literally anybody except for, and again, I have a lot of respect for Tim Tillman. I had not heard of this problem uh, before 7.50 this morning. It's something that will take your comments. Is it a problem hiding in plain sight? Can can a problem hide in plain sight? I really don't think it can. Uh, what do you think about that? Uh, Sky-high pedestrian bridge from the DL&W terminal behind the arena to a grain elevator that nobody uses. I mean, what do you think about that? 803-0930, you can weigh in. b and Beamer here on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. It's b and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Here on uh, BMAS and Beamer, WBEN. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about this idea. If you haven't seen the photo yet, at WBEN on Twitter of the pedestrian bridge uh, proposal. That, you know, I, and to be clear with these things, I mean, these are ideas that are kind of cooked up and thrown out. I mean, this is not saying that this is bound to happen. No, but I don't that, think it will happen. To me, that the idea exists and that. You, you would think it's a great idea in the first place is, you know, <laughs> I you, you just, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. And I'm a little jaded on this. I'm a jaded from <clears throat> the years of kind of hearing these promises. Oh, yes. I'm, uh, and it's, the outlandish claims that get made before a product is there. And I'll give you two examples, both on the waterfront. You know, hey, both on other. You could walk on the pedestrian bridge from one to the other. Um, the uh, first was that grain elevator we're talking about that would be the end point or start point, I guess, that begins where you. Although the bridge does not look wide enough. For to go two both ways. Lanes of no. pedestrian traffic the way it is. But that grain elevator, it's the one with the lights on it. So there's those strips of light. There's lights that can flash on it. I mean, they're broken a lot. Um, but th- at night, you walk by it, and it you know puts on a little light show for you. That's right. And that's, a, that's great. I think it makes it look much nicer. It, it kind of gives it a cool feel. It's something. At night. Yeah, it's, it adds a little bit, so it's not just a dark, you know, if, if it weren't for the lights, you wouldn't be able to see that anything is there. Exactly. Probably. So <laughs> it looks very cool. Uh, and, you know, I think, hey, good investment. You know, beautify Buffalo a little bit. You don't have to convince me that much, but no, 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 no. That doesn't stop the people who are putting this in place, uh, mostly uh, representatives from the state at the time. It was the state's project who said... This is amazing. They did this in Quebec, and oh my, you would not believe how beautiful this is. I Literally, Joe, this is a sentence that was said to me from a state official about the lights on that grain elevator. People from all over the world oh. are going to come here to look at the show on this grain elevator. Now... Listen, you sold me at we're going to put lights on there. Right. It's a cheap thing to do. It's easy. It's, a you know, sure, go ahead and do it. Why do we have to go? It's a, people from all over the world are going to come and look at a strip of lights <laughs> on a piece of cement. Give me a, no, they're not. No, not at all. I don't. I, that's the biggest load of you know what I, I've ever heard. And I heard it. I mean, I know it from the moment I hear it. 
Um, and then, you know, I heard the same thing when the carousel was put up. Now, I've oh. said my opinion on the carousel. I'm not a huge fan of it, even as the father of a young uh, son who would love to go on a carousel. I just I don't think it's the best use of space. But I, I know that people are going to ride it. I, I'm, I hope it will continue to be a success. Yada, yada, yada. But I heard the same thing. People from all over the world are going to come to ride the carousel at Canal Side in Buffalo. Mm. And that's the point where I went, hang on a second. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. So this whole thing is, you know, if you have to convince me on that level, people didn't go from East Amherst to another part of Amherst <laughs> to ride the carousel no. at the Boulevard Mall. They no. took it down. Ask anyone so any store at the Boulevard. You're telling me people from Nepal are going to get on a plane to Buffalo yeah. and ride the carousel and then head back? No. That's not going to – I. so that hyperbole that I've heard over and over and over again, I think – leaves me a little jaded to these new ideas when they pop up. And those are just recent ideas. I mean, Brian, when you and I were younger in middle school and high school and the things they would say about the waterfront and what they're going to do and what they're going to bring and how it's going to attract people from the the entire eastern part of the country uh, into Buffalo. And we've been hearing that for decades. Uh, And a carousel, a carousel is what is something that, oh, while we're here, Let's stop yes. at the carousel. A carousel is not, all right, you've got your lunch. You've got, you got everything packed because we're doing a day at the carousel. <laughs> That's not how it goes. I, I'll give you another example. I was at uh, Cabela's not that long ago. Um, I, you know, oh, my goodness. I, I have no doubt people from around the area go to that store and will even make a special trip out to that store because yes. it has everything under one roof. But I heard the same thing. This is going to attract people from all over the Northeast to come to Buffalo. I was at the store the other week. There were three people in it, including myself. <laughs> I, you know, it's a great thing. You don't have to over. I, I mean, uh, you're blowing it up out of proportion and making yourself look like a fool when you do. When in reality, the idea can be great on its own. It's a little thing. Yep. Things can be little, and you can sell them as what they are, little things, and a lot of people have no problem with it. You're talking about Cabela's uh, parent store, Bass Pro, was going to go downtown, was going to yeah. bring all these people in, which the entire time when that discussion was going on, there was a Bass Pro shop less than three hours from Buffalo. So you were only bringing people in. You know what I mean? But you're right. It's this overselling. This is going to be the start of something amazing because people are going to want to come back to Buffalo. And... and I will not say I will not downplay that things have happened in the last ten years that bring people into Buffalo. Downtown is a lot is a lot nicer than it was fifteen years ago with some of the advancements on the waterfront in downtown Buffalo. Um, however, one thing, one addition, one little thing that, as Brian said, is not going to bring people in from Amherst. It, it, it's not you a don't combination have to op- of little things can a combination and right now the the, the waterfront the canal side is a, a combination of little things uh, but n- trying the over trying to sell it and I think it just it, it turns people more off um, than anything and, and you've got again decades of promises that aren't here will never be here uh, also gets people as Brian said to be a little jaded and you see you see it especially with people our age group that have seen 
a lot of promises 20, 15, 20 years ago. I, you know, I just, I don't think that it is as, and, and you know, somebody uh, was uh, texting in, you can weigh in on this, 803-0930, and uh, somebody chimed in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board um, about, I mentioned the bike ferry, you know, brings people uh, in that same route, you know, oh, this is, we. there's no way to get, you know, as a pedestrian or someone riding a bike from one place to the other, from canal side to the outer harbor, um, you know, without getting in a car. Well, I mentioned there's the bike ferry. And, you know, someone said, well, hey, hey, the bike ferry only costs a dollar. We move over 100,000 passengers all summer. Well, that's great. Uh, my point being is you're doing your job. Yeah. And there you go. I don't hear people clamoring for another ferry or another way to go about this. Uh, the bike ferry, the one thing I would hear is, um, and you don't worry about it anymore because they're no longer doing concerts at Canal Side yeah. because there's a carousel. <laughs> uh, but the, you know, you could park over in the Outer Harbor on route, uh, on Furman Boulevard or somewhere along there and take the ferry over for a concert, you know, kind of avoid some of the traffic crunch. But the ferry stops running at a certain period of time. I, I don't believe that you're going to have this bridge that looks like, again, something spanning two mountains in the Swiss Alps. I don't think you're going to have that open 24-7. Maybe you will. I highly doubt it would be open 24-7. I highly doubt it would be open in the winter. Um, it would only be a few months of the year. Exactly. Um, the way this drawing is, no tractor trailers would be allowed on the Skyway anymore because this would cut them all off. Um, it's so low-hanging and goes above the Skyway, which is you know crazy for me to think of. I just... Some ideas are better left as just a little bit of an idea. You know, and you look at something like this, Brian, and where, when are the politicians going to speak out against it? Because here's something that I would think someone would say, yeah, wait a minute, this, is this really a useful time, a waste of our time and money? But yet you have politicians that will speak out against something that I think is a great idea, and that is putting an amphitheater on the Outer Harbor. You see, you see people speaking out, mainly Sean Ryan, speaking out against that. But it's crickets on something like this that I think our time, our focus of, of these groups could be on something a little better than something that, as you said, Brian, well, I, is no, not going to come. I, it's I, not going to come into play. You're it's not contradicting happen. yourself just a little bit. There are crickets on this because no one's really talking. I mean, it isn't. It isn't getting any traction for the reasons that we're seeing the rendering, the, the visual, simply because of how preposterous it looks, is getting a lot of buzz online. But nobody in the last two months since this has been out there has, you know, stood in front of Canal Side and said, this is what we need. We're going to invest into looking at how feasible it is. We're going to put all this money in there. It is not getting the buzz that it is. But when you see things like this, it does put a little bit of a doubt on all your other programs that you run, unfortunately. And the idea of selling something as a problem hiding in plain sight, I, it doesn't exist. That You're looking for a problem there. You're searching for a, a thing to come up with a solution for. It's like the people on Shark Tank. You know, but we're not on Shark Tank. We're, we're talking about the waterfront, and you're talking about uh, a whole lot of public money and where to invest time and attention, uh, which is a big thing. Right now, the attention is on covering the 33 
for a small portion. And I would point to that and say, you know what? You're doing maybe the same thing. A problem hiding in plain sight isn't a problem. I Who is clamoring for that to be covered? What's going to happen when that's covered? You know, what is the great vision for how life will improve in that area once right. that happens? Right. Um, you, you know, you can say two things. And, you know, to put it perfectly, the mayor said this about a Bills stadium. It was a mistake all those years ago. You know, the mayor said this about the Bills. It was a mistake all those years ago to put that stadium in Orchard Park and not downtown Buffalo. And where we are right now, the it is we are not going to reverse that mistake. Um, in that scenario, it's because of obstacles standing in the way. You know, what are you going to do? You need to build a stadium in X amount of time. You have land ready to go versus all the obstacles that stand in your way if you're going to try somewhere in the city of Buffalo, including, you know, hey, we have to save this building that nobody goes to or lives in. And the same way is for the 33, right? Hey, we made a mistake all these years cutting through this really nice community with the highway. But we're not going to pretend that we're just totally fixing that mistake and everything's going to be as if it were never happened in the first place if we just put a lid on it. Right. I, that's just not the way things really work. Um, so I I think it is another example, this bridge of looking for, you're looking for these problems that don't exist. And I, if you call it a problem hiding in plain sight, I don't know if that's uh, that's really a thing. And there is, a, there, there is one little difference between the, that bridge and covering the 33. The state right now is spending millions on environmental studies of covering the 33, yes. while, as you said, this bridge, most likely not going to happen. And, and again, the prom, bringing up the thing on the 33 and, and, and the money that's going to be spent on that, that's only the first part of it. And then once they, they cover the first part, they'll do another study and, and continue covering it. And like you said, Brian, not to take away that there was a mistake made decades ago, uh, but throwing a roof on the 33... No one's really been able to tell me what what that next step is. What's the step yeah. after that? What happens after that roof is on the 33? And just like uh, like I've said, I don't see as m- as many people speaking out with concerns when it comes to politicians on where's could this money be better spent in that community? Could the money be better spent than covering the 33? Get a twin for a shark girl. I mean, there's that's a better right. <laughs> Throw another statue. Um, the it's, I will say for on Tim's behalf, he made a point during when we talked to him earlier, WBEN.com, if you missed that, where he said that it, it, I raised the point to him that this is I think it's stupid and you're going from one place nobody is to another place nobody wants to be. Uh, and he did say, well, that is going to change, that there's going to be development at the DLNW terminal, that there is going to be expanded uh, development and attraction at the location of that grain elevator on the site of the Outer Harbor. And to that, I say, you know, that's where my jaded response uh, comes in. Let that happen. Let exactly. that happen, and then we'll talk. Because I've been hearing people talk about development at the DLNW terminal for the last decade. Yep. And since then, I haven't really seen much of anything. Uh, certainly nothing that is attracting people to go behind the arena 
to that building. At one point, it was going to be a casino. I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, there's nice bike trails and things like that over at the Outer Harbor, but there's nothing at that green elevator that would make me say, oh, I have to go there. So create if, create a reason, create the, the necessity, create the demand, yes. and then let's talk about this. If that happens, all right, then you can talk, and then you can, uh, you know, show off this image, and I'll probably still say, that looks ridiculous. Well, yeah, <laughs> because it does. It does look ridiculous. <laughs> but at least you'll have a reason, and you won't be able to say it's a problem hiding in plain sight. You'd be able to say, well, this is actually an issue. Right. Uh, which would give you reason to go on and look at uh, that. I, I just uh, cannot imagine <laughs> looking at that rendering for the first time. I, I want to be in the room when that was showed off, you know, uh, the, when the board was flipped over on the easel. Here's what we came up with. And, and can I say, because I, I know I sound uh, negative all the time, you know, talking about these, uh, these proposals. I am glad that there are people trying to find things to add to Canal Side. I, I don't want to take away from that. I, I think that's great. I, I think there's always room for improvement downtown. I think the way downtown's improved over the last 15 years, uh, that is great work. And that's a, a lot of ideas that were thrown away, a lot of ideas that didn't happen uh, to get to where we are now. So I don't want I, I to say that, you know, uh, it's stupid that people are trying to come up with stuff for downtown. I love that people are focusing on how to make downtown better, how to bring more people downtown. That is the goal. I think that should be everybody's goal. However, some of these ideas I, I just think are, are falling flat, and especially the ones where money was spent. I mean, while we're talking about a bridge going over the Skyway, Brian, do we forget, was it a year or two ago where half a million dollars was spent on an idea for the Skyway that's never going to happen? I mean, there again, just more money wasted on development downtown that never even got really any kind of consideration. Where hey, you, you spent money for a pretty drawing. Yeah, exactly. At the end of the day. Yeah, it was That's an NFT. <laughs> it was the first NFT. Here we go. We spent all this money and we got a, a picture out of it that anyone can have. Well, um, I... I can't get enough of it. I think it's hilarious, uh, and you can see it over at WBEN on Twitter. <laughs> and uh, have at it. What do you think? Uh, leave a comment below the tweet. Uh, me and Joe will be back here That's tomorrow right. uh, together once again on BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. <laughs> But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.